Compliance Clarified, a podcast by Thomson Reuters Regulatory Intelligence. Hello, and welcome to Compliance Clarified, a podcast for risk and compliance professionals brought to you by Thomson Reuters Regulatory Intelligence. Each week, we discuss new stories and topical issues from our journalists and analysts in the US, Europe, Asia, and Australia. I'm Tron Wegen, European Correspondent for Regulatory Intelligence, coming to you today from Oslo in Norway. I'm speaking to Mike Cohen, Senior Regulatory Intelligence Expert. Welcome to you, Mike. Hi, Trond. How are you? Doing well, thank you. To kick off Season 10, we're going to discuss our annual look into the crystal ball and predict the 10 things that compliance offices in the UK and Europe should consider in 2024. Looking back, 2023 was a mix of geopolitical unrest and economic instability. The conflicts in Ukraine and the Middle East continued to influence world economies. Sanctions compliance will have been high on compliance officers' to-do list. 2023 started with a mini banking crisis, as Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic, Signature Bank and Credit Suisse all failed, resulting in changes to regulations to prevent future failures. The development of crypto assets continued, with a headline event being the collapse of crypto exchange FTX and the prosecution of its owner, Sam Bankman-Fried. Regulators pursued environmental targets and preparations for operational resilience regulations within firms progressed. There were also changes to the more traditional compliance areas, such as culture and conduct, product development, financial promotions, financial crime prevention, trading and selling, and post-sale customer-focused operational processes. And let's not forget the rapid development of artificial intelligence solutions. This is quite a workload to pick up. So, Mike, will this workload continue into 2024 and how will it change? Uh, Unfortunately, Trond, I think it will. Uh, I think and the sheer uh, range of subject areas that compliance officers are having to get involved with um, makes picking 10 very difficult. Um, and the 10 that I have gone for are in no particular order. I mean, the emphasis on each will vary from sector to sector, from firm to firm. But let's start with artificial intelligence, as you mentioned there. Um, it grew rapidly in 2023. Uh, and for compliance officers, this is very much a double-edged sword. Firstly, the regulation of, it, of the AI environment is evolving. In 2023, we saw members of the G7 subscribe to guiding principles for the design, production and implementation of advanced artificial intelligence systems, uh, as well as a voluntary code of conduct for artificial intelligence developers. Uh, In the EU, the AI Act was provisionally agreed in December. And in the UK, the government released a white paper on the regulation of AI and its responses expected in Q1 2024. The UK regulators issued a feedback statement to their discussion paper entitled Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning at the end of October, and the debate on the issues raised will continue in 2024. These approaches to how to regulate AI are in the development phase and differ between jurisdictions. 2024 will see further clarification of what is required through new new regulations, and the application of those proposals currently being discussed. So the second side to AI for compliance officers is the benefits that AI applications bring to compliance operations. So AI could be used in a range of compliance disciplines, including summarizing content when undertaking horizon monitoring, aiding fraud and money laundering detection, risk assessment of regulatory risk, prioritization of monitor activities, 
and testing in compliance monitoring reviews. With resources remaining stretched, compliance officers will undoubtedly be looking at AI as a way of making efficiency to their own functions. Environment, social and governance issues will continue to be a key thing for financial services in 2024. Regulators are, are focusing on things like net zero transition planning, carbon markets and biodiversity loss, with regulatory developments expected in many of these areas. 2024 will also see the need to be compliant with disclosure and reporting requirements. For example, the EU's proposed Corporate Due Diligence Directive, the European Sustainability Reporting Standards, and of course, the International Sustainability Standards Board Reporting Standards. Regulators will also refine their monitoring techniques, for example, deep dives and stress tests on firms' climate risk management strategies, um, will be updated and, and undertaken more frequently. There is also an increasing regulatory focus on diversity, equity and inclusion, where compliance officers will play a key role in implementing governance structures around new requirements. In the UK, the FCA's consumer duty will reach its second deadline in July, when firms must apply their approach to the existing portfolio of backbook assets. This is an example of the increased importance achieving good customer outcomes will have in 2024. Firms still need to convince the regulator that they are complying with the principles of the consumer duty, but also the duty will be used as a barometer for customer-focused initiatives. For example, the regulation of buy now, pay later products, uh, the advice guidance boundary review, the UK retail disclosure framework, and the review of the Consumer Credit Act, to name only a few, will have consumer duty angles to them all. And in the EU, although not subject to the consumer duty, there is, a, there is still a push for better consumer outcomes. For example, the European Commission publish, publishing its retail investment strategy and the adoption of a new consumer credit directive. Cybercrime comes into many forms, from cyber attacks on company systems, to data breaches, to customer fraud. Instances of cybercrime continue to rise in 2023, with the cost of living crisis, increasing vulnerable customer vulnerability, and the use of AI applications being some of the reasons for the increase. In the UK, the Online Safety Act received royal assent in 2023. The Act requires platforms to scan for child pornography and creates a new duty of care for online platforms, requiring them to take action against illegal or legal but harmful content for their users. Platforms could be fined up to £18 million or 10% of their annual turnover, whichever is higher. In the EU, uh, firms will need to comply with the EU's Digital Operational Resilience Act, DORA, from the 1st of January 2025, and preparations by firms will be will being finalised through 2024. DORA includes a common set of rules and standards to mitigate information, communication and technology risk across the EU financial services sector by harmonising the existing fra fragmented rules and improving risk management. The offences of money laundering and market abuse remain a priority for global regulators, with fines for firms who breached any money laundering regulations totaling nearly 53 million in the UK in 2023. The FCA in the UK has already flagged that financial crime will remain one of their priorities, 
and they will follow up on monitoring activity from 2023, such as um, anti-money laundering systems and controls within firms, and they are reviewing the, the way that politically exposed persons are dealt with within firms. In 2023, the EU agreed a package of measures to further prevent money laundering. This included the single rulebook regulation that has guidelines for completing customary due diligence, beneficial owners, using anonymous instruments like crypto assets, and introducing new entities such as crowdfunding platforms. The sixth annual money laundering directive also includes national provisions on oversight, financial intelligence units, and information sharing requirements. The number and frequency of sanctions makes controlling compliance with them difficult. With the current conflicts around the world continuing, the importance of sanctions will remain in 2024, but the controls that firms use to govern their sanctions compliance may need improving. In the UK, systems and controls around the sanctions were reviewed by the FCA in September. The results showed that firms had improvements to make in the areas of government and oversight, skills and resource, screening capabilities, customer due diligence, and know your customer procedures, and reporting breaches to the FCA. In the EU, MEPs adopted a draft negotiating mandate on violating and circumventing EU sanctions. The EU agreed that violating EU sanctions should be punished, and to prevent this, they agreed to provide more detail on the list of activities that count as circumvention. In the UK, there has been changes to the Economic Crime Act 2022 that was introduced to ensure that assets held by sanctioned individuals can be controlled. In 2023, the Economic Crime and Corporate Transparency Act received royal assent and will, in, and will come into force in 2024. In the last few years, regulators across the EU and UK have placed more emphasis on, on the use of data to assist surveillance of the financial services sector. The FCA set a strategic aspiration to improve how it uses data and technology to act decisively in consumers' interests. In the EU, both the European Banking Authority and the European Securities and Markets Authority included the provision and effective use of data in their strategies for 2023. Now, historically, this isn't an area that financial services firms have been good at. The Prudential Regulatory Authority in the UK has issued significant fines for failures in regulatory reporting. Firms that have been fined include Metrobank, Standard Chartered and Citigroup. And the PIA has issued dear CEO letters to, to many firms to advise on good practice in this area. The debate around the risks and exposures of cryptocurrencies and the need for regulation continued in 2023 and will progress in 2024. 2023 saw criminal and civil actions against several crypto asset firms, such as FTX, as you mentioned, Tron, Binance, Kraken and Coinbase. The European Union adopted the, the Markets in Crypto Assets Regulation, MICAR, in 2023. It provides a regulatory framework for issuers of certain crypto assets. It comes into force on the 30th of December 2024, However, certain provisions will go live at the end of June. The FCA has issued a discussion paper on regulating stable coins with a deadline for feedback of the 6th of February 2024. And the Bank of England is exploring a digital pound, a central bank digital currency, and has created a task force to coordinate the exploration of a potential UK central bank digital currency. 
The long and the short of it is that crypto asset regulation looks set to start in 2025 and 20, or 2026. The need for improved standards of operational resilience have been acknowledged in 2023. As mentioned above, uh, in, the US, in the EU, DORA will apply from the 1st of January 2025, and the UK regulators have already issued their policy statements on operational resilience. In 2023, focus turned to critical third parties and the need for firms to have closer oversight of the third parties they do business with. A consultation paper was issued in December with a deadline for replies in March 2024. The expansion of rules for third parties creates a scoping issue for compliance officers. Potentially, it could mean the extension of, of internal operational resilience frameworks to third parties, and this may present cultural and perimeter issues. I'm Kim Vanell. Join me every morning for a roundup of what's happening at home and around the world. From the front line in Ukraine. Extraordinary how these people adjust and uh, even laugh when you take cover. To the heart of US politics. When Trump said that he expected to be arrested, it seems like he was trying to get ahead of the story. We bring you everything you need to know in 10 minutes. For your essential daily briefing, follow Reuters World News wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, there is the impact on senior management. The UK has had a senior manager and certification regime since 2016 to formally police senior management accountability. In 2023, Ireland enacted the, the Central Bank of Ireland Individual Accountability Framework Act. Parts of the framework came into effect in 23, but many firms will still be implementing plans to comply with the framework. Enforcement cases in the UK have been slow to emerge, but in 2023, the UK regulators used enforcement powers to fine individuals for breaches of market abuse and pension mis-selling. The use of enforcement powers is expected to continue in 2024. As part of the UK government's Edinburgh reforms, a review of the UK's SMCR is underway. 2023 has seen the government issue a call for evidence and the UK regulators issue a discussion paper. 2024 will see the outcome of the deliberations on the SMCR. As mentioned above, the focus on diversity and equity and inclusion will also be progressed in 2024. The regulators are currently consulting on proposals, but among them is more structured proposals around non-financial misconduct. This is an area where regulators have been key to clarify expectations of senior management, especially when it comes to the boundaries between behaviour in an individual's personal life and professional capacity. And there'll be more around this and other diversity, equity and inclusion issues in 2024, uh, undoubtedly. And so, Trond, um, a heavy workload it is indeed. Um, and this is just a sample of things that may well be, uh, may well be progressed this year. Thank you, Mike. Was it hard to keep your list to only 10 points? Uh, it was. There is so much out, out, out and about. There's all of these things, many of these things that I just mentioned are additions to what compliance officers may have signed up for, say, uh, uh, five years ago. And the things that they will have signed up for five years ago are still, still remain. So the day job that compliance officers do, which is already uh, hefty, is now being added to by things like uh, ESG, artificial intelligence, uh, sanctions, etc. And so it is becoming, in many places, it's becoming more specialist, the compliance officer's role. 
and the need for, for greater resources is there. But as with all departments in a financial services firm at the moment, budgets are being being restricted and um, money is not, not quite there to maybe to match some of the desires that compliance officers may have. But yes, a very difficult thing to do to, to, uh, uh, to, to, to narrow it down to 10. Now, can I go back and ask a few questions about uh, a couple of the points? Mm, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so on retail investors, for example, in the UK, uh, I think the Retail Distribution Review came into effect in 2012. Yeah, we're still talking about um, protecting retail investors' interests. Um, how, how much longer will we have to keep doing this? Uh, are we there yet? No, uh, we're not. You're absolutely right. Um, financial advice uh, to um, UK retail customers has been uh, the bone of contention for a number of years and there's been a number of reviews uh, done of it. Uh, the latest one is the boundary between uh, guidance and financial regulatory advice, which is currently ongoing. And there's been proposals put forward to make this simpler so that firms provide customers uh, with the with the financial advice that they that they need and also make it clearer as to what firms should charge for and what they shouldn't charge for um so for example the rules are so uh, are, are seen to be quite complicated that firms treat everything as regulatory advice whether that's simple guidance about a product or more detailed advice about a particular circumstance and uh, they want to get away from this. They want to 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 make if, if a customer only needs is guidance about a product, then that is that 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 should be provided quite easily, rather than having to treat all of that in the same way. And this has meant that the customer outcomes, which I mentioned, haven't been quite as as fulfilled as they may have done. So to answer your question, no, we've still got a little bit of way to go on this yet, and I am and we're waiting to see. Uh, the outcomes of the advice um, against guidance uh, boundary review, uh, which is ongoing at the moment. Great. Um, moving on to, to data usage, point seven in your uh, article. Uh, what's the UK regulator saying about supervisory technology? I know um, in Europe, ESMA and the European Central Bank have been quite warm to uh, using subtech to monitor markets. What's the uh, situation in the UK? Uh, UK similarly are um, are ramping up their desire to do so. The FCA, for example, um, set out a list of things that they're doing uh, within their data strategy that they're going to be doing this year, both from a technology and a data perspective, uh, to try and, and obtain, but then also analyse this data using more sophisticated data tools. Um, the... Um, the real stumbling block with with uh, regulatory data um, in financial services um, isn't necessarily the the FCA, the FCA and the regulators' desire to use it and desire to use more advanced tools uh, where they can because they obviously operate within a budget as well. But it but the real problem has been getting accurate data from firms which use disparate types of operating systems which use different. Uh, language in which in which data is is categorized, um, and so uh, the, the the issue here uh, is not only for the regulators to be able to uh, advance this uh, their, their strategies, but for financial services firms to have one eye on that and, and be able to to control the data 
um, within their firms so that the, so that the outputs can be given to the regulator so that the regulator can use these um, these technologies that they that they wish to yeah so we're a bit away from um, it's making life easier for compliance officers yeah some of the aspirations are, are really blue sky thinking things like well it will speed up the enforcement process and and the uh, the authorization processes and that's all well and good but as I say the data needs to be accurate to be able to be able to do that Great. Uh, one more question, actually, on, on MICA in Europe, uh, which also um, will have implications for banks uh, that cater to or finance or service crypto firms. With the recent approval in the US of uh, Bitcoin ETFs, aren't we seeing uh, the traditional finance sector and the crypto sector coming closer and closer together? And this could this potentially cause um, some compliance headaches for banks going forward? Uh, yes. Um, so um, many banks will be using crypto assets or will have started to use crypto assets in a number of different ways. Uh, they will be either using with their treasury functions to be able to invest in or they will be they will be developing their own crypto products to be able to um, to be able to sell in these exchanges. So from a compliance perspective, yes, absolutely. As much as the UK um, and believes that the current rules cater for all of these type of products and therefore the current rules um, will apply uh, as well to crypto as, as other types of investment products. Um, all products have their own individual uh, risks, crypto assets being no different, but I would suggest being the new kid on the block, they will require um, a further analysis of the, the risks that, that the firm is using them for. And then the in the UK, the application of those rules to that and then in the eu like i say my car comes up comes um online and suddenly the the, the eu compliance guys have got a whole raft of new regulations to apply to this type of product so not only from a risk perspective but a regulatory perspective and it, it, it is a, a completely new channel that compliance officers have to pay attention to thanks mike uh, it, it sounds clear that 2024 will be no less of a busy year for compliance officers than the previous year. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. The, the hamster wheel continues. And with that, we look forward to what 2024 will bring. To access Mike's article, or for any more information on regulatory intelligence, please search for Thomson Reuters Regulatory Intelligence or check the show notes for a link. That's it for this week's Compliance Clarified. Your feedback is important to us, so please give us a rating on your podcasting platform of choice, or you can get in touch directly. Our contact details are in the show notes. Compliance Clarified, a podcast by Thomson Reuters Regulatory Intelligence.